Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Exurgat Deus dissipentur dimitiaeus, et fugiancio derundeum aface eius. Let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered, and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. It might surprise you that I don't necessarily disagree with the new revelations that came from the Mexican president about something that seemed to be suggested by Anthony Blinken of the Biden administration. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos in proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli estro praesidium. Imperetili Deus supplicas de precamur, tu que princeps militae caelestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos que ad perditionem animarum, pervagantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum ne trude. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum, miserere nobis. Mater Dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatis Carolus Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facium tuum et salvi erimus. Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <clears throat> Say it ain't so, Caleb. There's something that you don't disagree with from the Biden administration? Haven't you come back and said time and time again that this fake Catholic, this apostate, is an enemy of the people, of the faith, of everything that you believe in? Well, yes. However, this idea is one that I remember thinking when I was much, much younger, and as I reflect on it, it occurs to me that I don't particularly care about this particular idea actually coming to fruition. There are some risks, to be sure. There are some serious risks, actually, when you think about it, because the fact remains, national borders typically seem to be important. However, comma, They're not the end all. For most of human history, quote unquote, national borders were very, very sort of amorphous blobs. You go, in fact, actually, if you go in history and you, at, at the further back you go from like the 1900s, the more you realize that, you know, these national borders things are kind of amoeba like. They're sort of flexible. They, ebb and flow based on, you know, wars for control of particular areas, families, sub-nations, I guess we can call them, um, clans and regions that grow in, that grow in strength or ebb and, or, you know, ebb and flow, basically, you know, they wax in strength, they wane in strength. Um, and ultimately the border, you know, that big, beautiful wall 
it served, uh, to be sure, it serves a function, but it's not the end all. And in the United States of America, we who have very little contiguous blood supply, <clears throat> and what I mean by that is, is um, we are an amalgam of a drastic multitude of diasporic families and nations. And so maybe the, you know, the boundary lines are a little less important. In addition to that, and one of the things, okay, so let me backtrack a little bit. So about 15 years ago, I was of the opinion that I was perfectly okay with the idea that the Western Hemisphere from the, from the Yukon territories in Canada and, and the northernmost reaches of Alaska, all the way down to the, to the Strait of Magellan, would be perfectly fine as one contiguous empire. And of course, the travel north and south would allow for a certain, I'm going to say homogenization, because there's a certain, it would be a certain standardization of, you know, languages, the, you know, the various languages would sort of become a little bit more amorphous. There would be local dialects, regional dialects, but, and, and there would be, you know, basically an entire continent of what would amount to Spanglish, which isn't a terrible way to communicate. <clears throat> But it would most certainly reinforce the need for the church to just go back to Latin. The, the, the stipulation I had at the time was that the Western Hemisphere, if it were all to be one continuous union from Chile, from the southernmost tip of Chile all the way to the northernmost ends of Canada and Alaska, the stipulation would be that it was governed under the Constitution. And this was back when I was a libertarian and a and a, basically a liberal and a libertine and a mm, general in general degenerate. My view on the whole thing, however, really hasn't changed much, except for the ruling document. <laughs> the ruling document, even if it is the Constitution of the United States, would have to be subject to the Roman Catechism. And if we were to pursue such ends, I would pursue the ends of making sure that the Roman Catechism is the paradigm, the lens through which all law enforcement, law generation, law upholding, whatever, take your pick, okay? But all forms of justice would be filtered through the lens of the Roman Catechism since the teachings, the doctrines, and the dogmas of the Roman Catechism were given by God himself to his apostles and disseminated throughout the world for the last 2,000 years. And they've worked. Everywhere they've tried, they've been tried, they've worked. It would also give us an opportunity to maybe go on a little bit of a quote-unquote reconquista for the Western Hemisphere, since the Western Hemisphere was once Catholic. At one point in time, everything that was known about the New World was known to be Catholic. And yes, there were still indigenous, I hate that word, indigenous people. People who were here before the missionaries and the evangelists crossed the pond. Who would eventually be, either through warfare or through divine intervention vis-a-vis -vis Our Lady of Guadalupe, would eventually be brought into the Catholic faith and establish what was New France and New Spain. And if you look at the bound, if you look at the boundaries, if you look at the sort of amorphous blob that was New France and New Spain, you find that it was really only New England that was the holdout for Christianity for true Christianity. That Protestant stuff, I love you guys, but you guys can take that. You can have it. I'm not dealing with that. And there's a myriad of reasons. Most of it has to do with pride. And I'm not talking about pride on my part. I'm talking about a failure to be obedient to the teachings of Christ himself. A failure to be ready to embrace some of the things that are designed for the true refinement of the soul as handed down by the Catholic faith.
confession actually comes to mind. The fact that you don't have to subjugate your own pride by talking about your sins in a manner that could really bring you absolution, sacramental absolution, like the intersection of the sacred with the mundane, You look at that as something beneath you. Well, <laughs> sorry, dude. That's endemic of pride. The church also has some very, very solid teachings on the death penalty, on justice, on charity, on mercy. That all have intersections and, and portions of paradigm that are designed to mitigate and check and balance one another to try to bring about something of what God would actually hand to us rather than what we truly deserve. So my opinion on the whole thing hasn't really changed. I want to make the Americas Catholic again. And that's easier to do when I don't have to worry about a passport passing from one nation to the next should I decide to go on some great missionary work. So it might surprise you to find out that when the Biden administration talks about consolidating all of, all of North America and, in fact, the Americas under one flag, I'm perfectly okay with it. I'm perfectly okay with it. There are risks. At some point, the Las Setas cartel and the Sinaloa cartel and all of those other cartels, they're going to have to be dealt with. At some point, MS-13 is going to have to be dealt with. At some point, all of those evil organizations are going to have to be dealt with. But simultaneously, at some point, the FBI is going to have to be dealt with. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police are going to have to be dealt with. The corrupt federales are going to have to be dealt with. <clears throat> We're kind of at a point now, here in the next few months, where the difference between America and Mexico and El Salvador is going to be very little indeed. It's actually just going to be language. Yo puedo hablar español, entonces no me importa si necesito hablar en español. I already speak Spanish, so it's not particularly important if I suddenly am forced to speak Spanish. In truth, it's just a bump, bunch of lazy, pompous Americans who refuse to learn any other languages. And I say that knowing full well that the average European is at least conversationally fluent in multiple languages. They have to be, because they have that sort of continuous movement thing going on. And I find language to be a very important thing. Because it's the core ideas of a language that embody the religious, the cult of that language. So like English. The archetypal word, the word that is unique in its use in the English language as, as compared to its use in any other language would be the word sense. It's where we get common sense, good sense, bad sense. It's the source, it's the source of how we begin to describe our feelings, our intuitions about a thing. It's different from, say, French or Spanish or Italian. Or Latin. Latin, <clears throat> Latin has a core idea of the thing. In fact, the thing was so important that the thing became public, and it and that public thing is where we get the word republic, res publica. In the French, it's raison, or the reason. It's also the word where we get rationale, where we get the concept of rational thought. These things are important. And learning 
other languages and the sense of importance and the, the idioms in particular around which a language bases its core, those are important to understand the cultures. In addition to that, there's another slightly more selfish part of me that likes the idea of bonding with a culture that even today still kind of takes time out to have a siesta in the middle of the afternoon. Doesn't make the whole world feel like it's in such a rush. Because Americans, due to that magnificent Protestant work ethic, have this thing about punctuality. Have this thing about basically working yourself to death. And being a Catholic and preferring to take all things in moderation and having a particular affinity, although I've never mastered it, I haven't even begun to come near mastering eutropalia, the concept of right recreation to kind of counterbalance all of those other things, the work, the work, the study, the effort. It is important. It is something that would be very beneficial for America to sort of pick up. And I don't mean to the extent that, you know, lefties and crazies like to pick up, because the other thing, and this is actually probably the most key, you want to put an end to this woke nonsense? Introduce into the into these United States a language that is bifurcated in gender. Where nouns have a gender, no matter what they are. If it's a car or a boat, if it's a horse or a boy or a girl, if it's an organization of any kind, a fraternity, a corporation, whatever, they are gendered. And that alone would remind us that there are only two. And that it is in extreme circumstances where something beyond the two actually exists. It doesn't matter that the Archangel St. Michael in French is referred to as Saint-Michel. The fact is, is that Michel, Saint-Michel is still generally taught by the church as being male. Doesn't matter how supposedly femme the, the name Michel seems to be in French. And that's only because, well, I don't know, Americans decided that the French version of it would be for girls which is ridiculous. So no, I don't disagree with the Biden's idea of just turning North and South America into into an amorphous region. I'm only concerned with the political system that will be put in place. But, with hard work, meaning an exercise in virtue, with dedicated ora et labora, work and prayer, even the most dysfunctional, psychotic, psychopathic and sociopathic entities, which would, in fact, obviously be running this amorphous blob that is that is the Western Hemisphere, with good, with dedicated work and prayer, with strong practice in virtue, with a willingness to be martyred, we might even be able to rebaptize the Americas as the Catholic West. And that, dear family, is a worthwhile goal. If, from the northern reaches of Alaska to the southern reaches of Chile, the banner of Our Lady is raised over every nation, consecrated to her immaculate heart and to the sacred heart of Jesus Christ our Lord, does it actually matter? I mean, does America... I mean, and think about this, just on the other side of that. 
it, the eventuality of having cleansed this communistic, atheistic, materialistic, Marxist crap out of the Western Hemisphere. Think of the natural resources. Think of the gifts that God has given the Americas. And I would much rather, <laughs> I would much rather have these continents insulated and protected. Because here's the thing. China can say that it's going to do X, Y, and Z, and they're going to do all of these things, and that's great, whatever. The fact is, is there's an ocean between us. Russia can decide it's going to do X, Y, and Z, and whatever, and the fact is, is there's an ocean between us. Davos can do this, that, and whatever, and again, the fact is, there's an ocean between us. The Middle East, likewise. The whole of the rest of the world could bother trying to take over and conquer the Americas, but the fact is, there's an ocean between us. There's a space program in South America. There's a launch site for spacecraft in South America. Did you know this? I mean, you could assume that it would be reasonable that it, there would be, but I can tell you for certain that there is. There absolutely is. And whether it's mining operations or industrial lumber or oil and gas, the fact is, from the north to the south, the resources of this side of the earth, particularly when aided with American technology, American know-how, which is going to die soon, Let's be sure. You know, probably need to understand that first. The condition of our education system is going to make it such that we don't have the best engineers. It's going to make it so that we don't have the best mechanics, the best designers, the best innovators. They've crippled our nation. But it would still be in the DNA of the United States of America to be innovators. And the things that we could do, the things you could see, without having to worry about national borders, I mean, granted, there would be these assumptions, you know, like various people are supposedly richer than other people. <clears throat> and that would, of course, still be the case mostly. But the fact is, I want to make the Americas Catholic again. I'm not worried about being a force to be reckoned with. I'm more interested in the idea that there's a Catholic empire under a Catholic king, faithful to a faithful Catholic pope. And I think it would also be a tremendous thumb right in the eye of a certain Argentinian bishop who's been looking to eradicate Catholicism from the Catholic Church. It would be more funny if the continent he came from was actually converted back to the Catholic faith in full force. If there was, in fact, a war to eradicate MS-13, etc., from the Western Hemisphere. A crusade to eliminate Santa Muerte and that Pacha heifer. But that's just my thoughts. 
I could be mistaken. But given the push lately of wanting to do, I don't know, what basically is, I don't know, it looks to me like everything's falling into place and these people cannot help but do the will of God. And I'll give you an example. I haven't watched any of the show, but I've kind of caught a lot of the synopses, the people who are reviewing it. Um, Marvel's Disney Pluses and Marvel's She-Hulk. Um, the TV show was a unmitigated disaster. The main character is a slut. She's promiscuous. She's vapid. She's supposedly better at pretty much everything than her cousin, the Hulk. Like, whatever. But despite all of the high-level radical feminism that was promoted and pushed throughout the whole season, they broke the, they broke the show at the end. To do what? To somehow magically absolve She-Hulk of all of the dastardly deeds that she did, all of the degeneracy that she partook in for the rest of the season, and did what? Gave her a traditional relationship. Gave her a traditional family. Why? Because she deserved that, even though she was a total degenerate. Even though there was no, there was a total non sequitur. And somehow, magically, she's in the midst of everything that she really wanted. And in so doing, the creators of this abomination of a TV show managed to reinforce that all we really want is to have a family and raise our children. That all we really want at the core of everything that we are is to be husband and wife with children so that we are mother and father and then later grandmother and grandfather and then later great-grandmother and great-grandfather. Surrounded at the end of our days with dozens of little munchkins and their parents, our children, or grandchildren, and their, and their parents, our children. At the core of the human soul is the desire to replicate the natural harmony that God has woven into us by creation. And so they couldn't help themselves because they know what happiness looks like. And despite the fact that they try to promote, you can be a, a heroic whammon, girl boss to the max. You can, be, you can be happy being all of those things. The fact remains is that the end of the season, at the end of their story, they couldn't help but admit, though accidentally, that everything that they were pursuing was vanity. It was vapid, destined to fail. And even though <clears throat> representatives like, I think her name is Guzman in Virginia, are talking about taking your children from you if you don't affirm their gender concepts and affirm their desire to become whatever, girl to boy, boy to girl, or whatever. The fact is, is that these people have to use violence to promote that, which is why they're talking about it being potentially a misdemeanor or a felony. That's misdemeanor or felony child abuse so that the state can come in and take your children and go ahead and, and cut their boobs off and cut, and, and cut their genitals off and dump hormones down their gullet and force them into brain damage, cancer, suicidal depression, and all the like. 
The fact is, is they know they can only do this by violence. It has to be violent. They have to be able to send some of the 200,000 armed bureaucrats to come knocking at your door so that you, you, the traditionalist, the wrong thinker, can be punished. I was going to do a whole thing about the bureau, about the armed bureaucracy and all of that, and I don't know. A lot of what's going on, I'm finding, is really not worth my time or energy. I kind of have a whole bunch of other concerns, you know, like getting into heaven, managing managing to do the best I can for the guys for the for the guys and gals who work with me, and make sure that we can manage to keep our jobs and we weather this this economic tsunami that's coming our way. I kind of feel like all of those things that are within my three feet of space are far more important than a lot of this despicable, degenerate garbage that's flowing in from around the world and, and even across the country. But I also simultaneously have to know that I got to keep a pulse. I have to keep my finger on the pulse because if I don't... If I don't, then that knock on the door will come sooner rather than later and it will catch me by surprise the same way it did last time the same way i got caught up in this mess 10 years ago you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And this time around, I'm watching. I may not I may not actually do the podcast for too much longer because for the most part I've given you everything that I can, everything that we need to know. I'll give you a quick rundown. The COVID thing was designed as a test run to see exactly how much you put up with with government intervention. The St. George Floyd garbage, combined with the January 6th nonsense, was a test run to see exactly how much they could get away with when you know full well they are evil. The gender ideology thing is designed specifically to obliterate and annihilate the family so that they can take control of you and your children. And there is no my body, my choice, my children, my choice. I will, I'm responsible for my kids. I'm responsible for my own actions. There is none of that in their ideology. They're trying to break it all down. And the end of that 
line isn't tyranny. It is spiritual obliteration. The devil can't win this. This ideology is garbage. It's nonsense. All of the stuff that they're doing, the climate change stuff, the, all of it, it's nonsense and it cannot succeed. But what it can do is it can make sure that billions of souls never cross the threshold into heaven. That's what it can do. They could take the entirety of North and South America and raise a tyrannical banner that strikes more fear in people's hearts than the Nazi flag. And it means nothing compared to the loss of billions of souls. The gender ideology stuff isn't... Look, it's gonna kill prosperity. But the jab probably actually will kill millions of people. The only benefit that we have, and <clears throat> come Lord Jesus, the only benefit that we have is the fact that most of the people who took that jab are the exact same people with the death cult ideology. And so they will die first. So if they want to eradicate national borders, that's fine, cool, whatever. I don't care. Because everybody who's in charge, everybody who took that death jab, you're gone first. And once they've weaned out all of those people, those people who are willing to sell their souls to keep their jobs, to keep their jobs and their supposed livelihood at the cost of their bodies and souls, when that fruit, when that fruit comes to harvest, there will be more room for traditional Catholics, for those of us who can see the truth. Yeah, we're going to argue about, you know, whether or not the sea is vacant and all that other crap and whatever, cool. You know, you can have that argument too. I don't even care anymore. Because <clears throat> that thing I said about making sure, taking care of my own three feet of space, that is a Catholic idea. You do what you can within the limits of your reach. And the Pope is not within the limits of my reach, whether he be good, bad, heretic, apostate, whether or not he is the Antichrist. He is not within my three feet of space. He can issue edict upon edict. He can excommunicate me from the from the from the most unholy church of the of the unsacred Pacha Heifer, and I'm gonna care not one whit. I will be reinvigorated. My morale will be deepened and strengthened and fortified should he convert and begin teaching the Catholic faith rather than this post-Vatican II nonsense. But that's really as far as his influence gets me. He's not going to be able to ban me from the sacraments. He can ban a lot of people from the sacraments. But within, well, a long drive, within a long distance drive, and even within a short distance drive, I can get there too. And they will be unaffected by anything the Pope does. And, it, and that just is. And I pray for those who are not within that kind of circumstance. Because at some point they're gonna they're gonna go ahead and pull the trigger and they're gonna start doing the excommunication. Because here's the thing. As soon as the parents started pushing back at the school boards, talking about you're not pushing this ideology, what did they do? They complained to the federal government. Now the federal government and the state governments are making laws specifically designed to punish these parents. Well, Tradiciones Custodes was the start. And then the responsa ad dubia was the next trigger to be pulled. And then this other thing, praeceptum whatever, is the next one 
But the pushback is only increasing, particularly in France, particularly in the United States, but it is still being pushed back against, even in Germany, even in Kazakhstan, even around the world. And the further th and the further they go, the harder the pushback, and the harder the pushback, the further they go, and the more people will rally to the cause. Because it is unjust and we can all see it. Even if we want to lie to ourselves and say that it's not, the fact is, is we know it's a lie when we say it. That's why, that's why the people who are lying on the other side get so emotionally tangled when you push back. It's why they seem to get flustered. It's why they immediately go, well, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're a transphobic, istophobic, phobophobe, unhuman. You're a parasite, you're a degenerate. You're a bug, and we're going to make you eat bugs, point of fact. It's why the FBI stormed a pro-lifer's house with 30-some-odd agents, rifles drawn, pointed at his children, like Waco, Texas, And they've done it at least 11 times. And that was 11 times before they raided Mar-a-Lago. Because they recognized the truth as being the real threat. And it's going to be the same for those old queens in the Vatican. And in Germany. And around the world. The Cardinal Tagles and the Bergoglios of the world, it's going to be the same thing. And even if Bergoglio is not the last bad pope and he's the first in a, in a string of bad popes, it's going to continue the same. And eventually they will have successfully broken themselves off. But like, they, but like in the days of Arius, they may have the churches, but we have the faith. And as long as we have the faith, we can forge some great saints. We can evangelize people, and we can, even from that little mustard seed, regrow again. So does it matter what the Pope does? No. Am I still looking for the appearance of the Antichrist? No. Like I said in a previous episode or will have been a previous episode, hopefully by the time I publish this. I'm not concerned about the Antichrist when I've got an Antichrist in my backyard, and I've got an Antichrist standing on my front porch, and I've got Antichrists in my own home. What do I care about the Antichrist? Any one of these Antichrists can kill my soul just as easily if I give in. If they manage to push the right button and I'm not protecting it with the shield of faith, if God decides that my guardian angel is not going to intervene when I'm provoked in that manner, I could lose my soul. And were I a father, then I could lose the souls of my children and my wife? What greater condemnation could, could there be than that? They could destroy America. They're working very hard to do so. But my responsibilities as a Christian man it's not just the defense of my land, although that is on the docket. It's, the defense, it's not just the defense of my people, but it's the defense of the souls of my people. The defense of the souls under my charge. And we may be all led to death, but we all know as Catholics the stories of the saints who were made by their being led to physical death for the salvation of their souls and the salvation 
of thousands. Everyone knows the story of the group of nuns during the French Revolution who were condemned to die in the guillotine. And on the day that they were to die, they sang hymns to Our Lady. And how when the last voice was silenced by the guillotine, the people realized that they had had more than their fill of blood. And they turned away. Did any of those nuns get to keep their lives? No. Because the point wouldn't be made until the last sonorous voice was silenced. And God forbid my strength fail if I'm called to that. God forbid my strength fail if the people I'm responsible for are called to that. God forbid that I fail him that badly. And that should be the focus at this point. Do you honestly think that voting is going to stop this madness? Think about it. When they were burning down the 40-some-odd cities in America, did voting stop it? Did, getting what, did them getting what they wanted stop it? Or did it make it worse? Are these people not storming into stores and restaurants and all that stuff around the country, terrorizing people at whim? in stories of wanton violence, wanton depravity, wanton evil, was not a woman decapitated on the streets of New York City in broad daylight. Could you imagine that happening in any city in America? Are there not stores forced to close because they can no longer afford to protect themselves against the bands of people who are just walking in and cleaning them out. And while committing such rampant savagery, looking people in the face going, aren't you going to make me a sandwich? Do you honestly believe that an election is going to stop that? It's going to take something more than little paper ballots. It's going to take something more than putting your finger on a touch screen. It's going to take a bigger sacrifice than that. And I say this not to dissuade you from voting if that is your call, but to simply explain to you that such a little sacrifice isn't going to be enough to stop these people. The preparedness that comes with the gospel of peace, that part of the armor that allows us to stand, is the part where we understand that we're going to have to sacrifice everything. And it's not... <clears throat> when you think of everything, okay, I want you to pause for a moment and just kind of look around your house and understand that I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the picture of St. Joseph you have on the wall. I'm not talking about your couch or your television. I'm not talking about the phone that you're, that you're listening to me on or the car. I'm not talking about any of that. After a manner, I am talking about your clothing. Because the fine clothing that you're wearing, even if it's... Even if, you're, even if you're standing there listening to me dressed grunt style in, in a t-shirt and cargo shorts, which I hope is not the case if you're a traditional Catholic, 
unless you're, you know, at home doing chores, you know, you're cleaning dishes or vacuuming or vacuuming or cleaning the house or whatever, you know, or mowing the lawn or whatever. If you happen to be doing that sort of stuff, then by all means, t-shirt and cargo shorts. But if you're actually getting ready to go out and do business, then I pray that that's not the case. But even if it is, your comfy t-shirt and cargo shorts, have you ever worn prison scrubs? Because that's likely what it's going to be changed out with. And to be sure, prison scrubs are comfortable after a manner of speaking. Except for the conditions that you're wearing them in. You know, the concrete cinder block walls. With the slowly switching from fluorescent lighting to LED lighting. And the steel one-piece toilet sink combination thing. With that warped piece of metal on the wall to serve as your mirror. And that thin-looking metal shelf system that gets to hold all of your remaining possessions, you know, like that crappy little three-inch plastic toothbrush they give you. Maybe that pouch of commissary freeze-dried coffee. And that tattered old King James version of the Bible because the prison guards don't know the difference between the Dewey Rem and the King James. Or that tattered New American Bible revised edition because they don't understand that, you know, the type of Catholic Bible is actually important. Or that metal bench table thing that's mounted into the wall. Or the fact that you'll never be able to turn the lights all the way off so that you can actually get a good night's sleep. There'll always be people looking through the window, checking on you. That little two and a half inch thick gym mat. That's a little bit too soft because if it were any more rigid, despite the fact that it would be better for your back, if it were any more rigid, you could possibly use it as a defense against the guards. You might even be lucky enough to have a pillow. Won't be a very good one. Certainly won't be a my pillow. And it'll rarely be quiet in the nighttime hours. If ever. And the food, don't even get me started on the food. You're better off fasting for the time that you're there. Although if you fast for too long, then they'll force feed you because that would be called a hunger, hunger strike. <clears throat> you wake up when they tell you. And you eat when they tell you. And you only say what they tell you. And if you're lucky, under those circumstances, you might have the strength to save some souls. But let's be real. There aren't that very many of us who are Maximilian Colby or Edith, or Edith Stein. There aren't that many, very many of us who, who would be capable. No Father Stanleys. No St. John's of the Cross. No St. Padre Pio. But God willing, you'll get the grace and maybe you can, and maybe, maybe under those circumstances, you can become like Padre Pio, become like St. Maximilian Colby, become like Edith Stein. 
But that only comes with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That only comes with the preparation of knowing at the core of your being that if our Lord went through it, you're going through it. That if his holy martyrs went through it, you're going through it. And you will not keep your name. And you will not keep your reputation. You will not keep your possessions. Nor even your children. Are you ready for that? Because let's be real, most of us are not Miguel Pro. Most of us lack the gumption of the Papal Zouaves or the, or, the, or the Cristeros or the Army of the Vendée. And hopefully we, can, hopefully we can muster that inner strength. Hopefully God willing, he pours out his grace in, with wanton abandon so that we can fill our cups with his grace to the overflowing So that when he presses out the grapes of his wrath and that tidal flood comes our way, we can stand. Stand by his grace. Stand by his power. And emulate his son, our Lord. Because the hardest part about that one is going to be knowing the truth. Knowing that these people are every bit as vile as the actions that they conduct. Knowing that there is a minimal chance that they will see you and repent until after you die. And be able to look them in the face. Be able to look out at the crowds. The sneering, jeering, frothing at the mouth crowds who are reaching out to scratch you, claw you, spit on you, strike you. We're screaming epithets and vituperations that no person should be forced to endure. And look at them and glance up at the sky and say, forgive them, Father. They have no idea what they're doing. But if we can get to that point if we can get ourselves and our children and our wives and our parents to that point, if we can carry this generation on in faith, then assuredly I say unto you, the borders of the United States, the borders of each state of the Union, the borders of Canada and Mexico and Brazil, they don't matter. Because God willing, by our sacrifice, the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus Christ our Lord will triumph. If you haven't, you may want to check out Twitter or Give, Send, Go and help the Grant family, Ryan Grant, his family has just welcomed new life into this world. But the baby had to come in by C-section. And if you actually watch the rundown and, and actually listen to Ryan Grant's talks when he's talking about stuff, you know that he doesn't believe in insurance. He doesn't believe in all of those things. And they had ha they've had several children and it's never come to this. This time it has. They're trying to collect up some money to cover, to cover the costs. Consider giving money to them. worth it as with all else pray for the church pray for each other pray for our enemies these monsters who want to castrate and mutilate your children and throw you in prison if you fight back these people who want to defenestrate holy mother church pray for them and pray for us in Catholic social media that we don't just go balling right down in the wrong direction. Know that as always, I will be praying for you. 
This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.